Good evening, everybody. This is Barbara with Canada Speaks Podcast, and I want to thank you for the, your continued support for listening to Canada Speaks Podcast. Um, we are still doing um, the in-house uh, recording, so um, you know the routine. Aaron, my engineer is at his house, and my guest is at his house, and I'm at my house, and so I'm so excited to welcome this young man on to on this evening. Um, I'm going to have him introduce himself. And um, he is a uh, he is from uh, the big city of Corsicana, but he no longer lives here. He's a graduate, and so I'm going to let him tell uh, tell tell the audience about who he is. And so, without further ado, I'm going to introduce Mr. Adrian Gooden. Yay! Thank you, Adrian. I keep calling you. I want to say Aaron, but Adrian, because you have a great name. Yeah, everybody does it. I, I, I know. Yeah. Yes, yes. But thank you, thank you again for having me. I know we've been saying that uh, I wanted to get on here for a while, and I guess it took the whole world sitting down for me to get on here. Yes, yes. And so tell the audience about who you are and what you, you know, what what you're doing, and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, um, like uh, like you said, I moved away from Corsicana in 2013 to go to school here at Texas State in some market spaces. And I graduated from there with a bachelor's degree in business administration that was focused in computer information systems. And so my whole career in college was driven around tech. Uh, mm. I mean, my whole life has been driven around tech since I was a little kid. And um, that's kind of, that was my main focus throughout college. Um, I, I dipped in and out of majors. I think I switched my major three times in college. Oh, wow. And somehow, and somehow I still managed to graduate on time. Uh, I went from engineering to computer science and ended up in uh, CIS. And uh, that's what I ended up graduating with. Um, now so, I'm working. So when did, you, when did you graduate from high school? When did you graduate from Corsicana? Yeah, I graduated from Corsicana High School in 2013. 2013, and your parents are still here. You have any younger siblings? Yeah, my parents are still there in Corsicana. Uh, I have two uh, younger brothers, Kendall, who is about to be a senior this year. This year, he's a senior. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brandon, I believe Brandon, I always forget what grade Brandon is going to, but I believe Brandon is going to the sixth grade. You don't know what your younger brother is grade is he's going to? <laughs> you know why? You know why? It's because he always is. He seems to me like he's so much smarter than the grade that he's in. Oh, wow. always, in my mind, he's already been in the sixth grade because he, the way he is in school, is just like how I was. Uh huh. Is where I was. I was very passive in my work, but I always got it done. And I made my grades. Oh wow! So you graduated from uh, high school in 2013, and you went on to college. Uh, you said you went to Texas State. So, um, how does it feel to leave the? How does it feel to leave the nest egg and go and broaden your horizons and go to a school to an environment like Texas State? How was that? For me personally, it was really scary because I am a mama's boy, hundred percent, and I grew up right next to my mama. Everywhere she went, I was there. Everywhere I was, she was right there. I was, uh, I'm very introverted. I've been that way my whole life. And so for me to, you know, graduate and move three hours away from pretty much everybody that I knew to a place where 
being extroverted and outgoing is the norm because Texas State, you know, it's parties. It was parties all throughout the week. There was constantly all this, all these social activities going on, and I, you know, in my, you know, in my head, I knew like that's what I was going to in college anyway. But it was scary going from that and then having to go through that, make that transition pretty much, you know, on your own because you know I could always call my parents on the phone, but at the end of the day, they're three hours away. So yeah. it was, it was definitely a big jump, but it was probably one of the best decisions I ever made. So what what um, challenges have you had since, you know, any kind of challenges that you've had, even when you went when you first went out to college, and then just any type of challenges, what kind of challenges have you had, especially being a young African-American male, what kind of challenges have you had? Oh, yeah, definitely uh, along with, you know, the basic challenges that, uh, you know, all young people have, money management is, is a huge one. Money management was one of my biggest issues coming to college, I think more specifically as an African-American male, it's kind of just a challenge of, you know, going to a predominantly white school. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that my classmates aren't truly aware of that are happening in the world. And, you know, at the end of the day, it kind of was, it was weird to me because the Trayvon Martin thing happened, you know, right as I moved to college. Like, that was the same year. And I moved to college, I believe that happened, or it might have been the year before. And while that's going on, you know, that's it seems like it was an issue that, you know, it, it was it was a black issue, you know, it was, it was a big case in the African American world. But one of my biggest issues I think that I face not only in college but my whole life is that a lot of the people that are so close to me and so close in proximity don't really realize what goes on, you know, in the African-American world. And so your closest friends might dismiss social issues that impact you directly. Mm. And it kind of, it throws you off because it, it almost kind of, it, it pushes you away from making new friends that are different than you. Yeah. Because you're scared that they won't, for one, recognize your struggles and they won't empathize with you if something were to happen to you. Wow. So, so do you see, what, do you see anything that is like right now that's going on in society mm-hmm. now, any type of, anything that's going on that is, um, I guess that it's a challenge, a really, a really true challenge right now. I know you had some challenges in college, but what kind of challenges mm-hmm. are, do, do you have any challenges that you're seeing now, in, you know, in, in our society now, especially because we're post-COVID, you know, I said we've been forced to do a lot of things on, you know, at home, and so, right. so what what kind of challenges are are, we, are you seeing now? Um, I see challenges now. I believe um, it's it is it's tough. I think one of the biggest challenges that I see right now on a daily basis, and it may not just simply be a challenge for me as a as a black man, but it does. It, you know, it, they intertwine a lot the challenges that you have as a young person and as a black male, they kind of do, they merge a lot. And I think one of the biggest challenges I've been having lately is the misconception of direct communication being hateful. Mm. And a lot of times, like I've, like I said, I grew up very introverted. So I'm very passive a lot of times with a lot of things until it's something that I'm passionate about. And 
when you say associations like the Black Lives Matter movement, um, the things that have been going on with uh, police funding and police training and all just all of these social issues surrounding the black community, I've been very passionate about them because it seems like now a lot of people that really were not aware of that side of society are becoming aware of it. Mm. And when people are new to an idea, it's very easy for them to pick up the wrong information. Yeah. Because they're so eager to get information and be informed that they'll pick up anything. And with a lot of my friends, I've been having to have those tough conversations and tell them, hey, this piece of information that you have is incorrect. And I want you to be correct because I know you are a good person. But when you pick up this inaccurate information and you spread it, it hurts me. Because that, that inaccurate information perpetuates the exact thing that we're supposed to be fighting against. Right. And right. when you when you have that conversation with someone that you usually don't have heavy conversations with, they take it as, Oh, you don't want to be my friend anymore? Oh, you don't you don't you don't like me? And it's not that. It's just that I want you to be correct. And yeah. this is a tough subject to talk about. So it's not going to be comfortable for me to correct you for either one of us. And that, that's been a big challenge for me because I'm, I'm also a very sensitive person. I'm a very kind person. Mm-hmm. But when I feel that I've hurt somebody or that I've offended someone, I'm really quick to step back. I'm really quick to back off. But with these issues in particular, even if I back off, I feel like that's wrong of me as a black man to back off because that's something that impacts my community so heavily that I can't back off. So when you so I had a guest on and she she had, you know she's from Corsicana and she said when she went you know she grew, you know she grew up here and it's like when she went to to Prairie View her her college she said it was yeah. like the light it was like the light bulb came on she it was yeah. like yeah. she had an awakening like some of the things that she she was taught she, when she was growing up and then she went to college and she realized. Hey, that wasn't right. That's not right. So, did you have an mm-hmm. a point? Did you have a point where you had an awakening moment when you went out to college? And what was that you awakening know, moment? You know, that awakening moment was more on the on the side of. I guess it was more of an awakening of my courage to speak out against what I knew was wrong, because I grew up around people that went to HBCUs, mm-hmm. and I grew up around my my dad and my uncles that were in the military, and. I went to high school with, you know, I, I was always in advanced placement classes, so it was always me, one or two other black students, and then the rest were either white or Hispanic students. And so when, you, when you're around all those different types of influences, you get you, you already have a wide uh, worldview of what's correct and what's incorrect. Mm-hmm. And so I could definitely go hear my influences at home, you know, speak about the real history. And then you gotta go right back in this history class and take a test over things that are portrayed, you know, kind of skewed. Yeah. And so you all I've always I, I think I've always had a sense of what was correct and what was incorrect. But my awakening came from being able to say, hey, I I, I see this information is wrong. Let let me go ahead and correct it. Because I I never used to do that until I came to college and I saw that I'm in an environment where I can speak. And even if 
people ridicule me for speaking, I have so many people behind me that are like, yeah, you know, keep speaking that. And I think that was my awakening where you can, that I realized, hey, I have a voice. I don't, I don't have to sit back and accept incorrect information. You know, I can, yeah. I can speak up and say, hey, that's, that's not correct. And I can have a discussion. So, um, so since you've had your awakening, what would you tell your younger self? And even even because you have younger brothers, you know they're coming up. You got a brother that's a senior. He's getting ready to probably he's getting ready to go out to college. What would you tell your younger self? And what would you tell your younger brothers as they prepare as they're they're going through the walks of life? And you know they they probably experienced some of the same things that you experienced when you were growing up younger. What would you tell your younger self? And what would you tell them? Definitely my, my younger self, I would tell him that it's okay to have uncomfortable discussions with people that you care about. Because there were so many things that I knew was like, hey, that's not that's not cool. Even if they meant it, even if they didn't mean it that way, that's that's not cool. Because I feel that a lot of those moments where we were in middle school and junior high, high school it was kind of a conditioning for people. You know, a lot of people that, you know, came from classrooms where it was, you know, when we were younger, I feel like our classrooms were mixed in a little bit better. Like, there was more black kids in the same classroom with white kids. Yeah. And as we grew up, you know, the same white children that we went to smaller schools with, they kind of went off to their elementary schools and, the black kids and Hispanic kids went off to certain elementary schools just based off of where they live. And we, we, for, we forgot that, you know, hey, I, you know, black kids are just like me and white kids are just like me. And we end up growing up to be like so divided. Yeah. Because when we were in middle school, we didn't know how to say that that's not right. And we didn't know, we knew it wasn't right, but I don't think we knew why too. So I think that also could have been, you know, a part of my awakening is yeah. figuring out why things aren't, why it's not okay for people to say certain things and do certain things. And I think with my little, with my younger brothers, I would not only tell them to, you know, speak up or have a conversation, but also to find out why, and find out why sooner, yeah. why these things are are wrong. Because the, the more time passes, you know, history gets older and older. Yeah. And it just gets, it gets washed out more and more. So it's important to figure out why as soon as you can so that you can continue to spread that information. So are you, are you um, motivating other young men, um, especially in your, in your hometown, your, your community? Are you trying to motivate them to, you know, go to college? Are you reaching back, you know, um, you know being, you know, volunteer or... You know, just motivating some of like some of the young men um, in their community. Are you doing any of that? Yeah, I think. But and you know, a lot of I'm, I'm not gonna say a lot of, but from time to time, I get people that kind of pull me to the side, and it's usually older people uh, that kind of see see me as the teacher type or like the professor type, and. People that actually spend time with me on a regular basis, day to day, or even just like see me every just once a week, know that I'm very reserved. I'm very quiet. Talking on this podcast probably the most that I'm gonna talk all week. <laughs> and, and so when I when I do motivate people to answer the question shortly, yes, I am. But 
I'm more or less showing people all the different ways that you can make an influence as a young man mm-hmm. rather than telling them direct paths because even with my my uh, oldest younger brother Kendall, um, you know, he wanted to go to the Air Force. And of course that can also, you know, lead to college, you know, you don't have to go directly to college, you can take other routes, but that was for me, going to the Air Force would have been so out of the question. Yeah. But both of those are past his success and I want especially black men to realize, hey, you don't have to go to college and hope to play ball or you don't have to just go to do this one certain thing. There's so much out there for you to put your hands on that, you know, at least figure out, you know, what you love. That's one of the things that I preach to people the absolute most is whatever you enjoy doing that just purely makes you happy, do that as much as you can. And then if, if the opportunity for presents itself for you to make that a way to support you and your family, take that. Take that risk every time. If you can make that risk comfortably, make it. So there's no cookie cutter. And so I noticed about your generation, your generation, they you take the plunge. Y'all, you guys will, you know, you guys will step out there and see see what's going to happen. And so, oh, yeah, we, you know, versus, yeah, you know, the, the, older, the, the older generation, they believe in going to college, getting a specific career, and stay on that job for 50, 40 years, and retire, all that. You guys will, you guys will challenge, you will take on a challenge, and, you know, and if it doesn't work, then you'll try something else, right? Oh, yeah, we are, I always say our generation is crazy. We, we are out of our minds. We will, we'll do any and everything at least once. At least one time we'll try it. And I think that's, that's so good because, I, I did go to college. You know, I had a scholarship, you know, that sent me right through all my classes, you know. Mm-hmm. But I also, I made, and my, my parents, they, they got on to me so many times because it did affect my grades. But um, I did find time for the things that I loved. And sometimes I put a lot, a lot too much time into those okay. things and it didn't you know. affect my grades. Yeah. But after I graduated college, I am able to support myself not only on the the um the subject that I got my degree in, but the things that I love, cars, photography, things like that, they also help support my life. So I can only I can't even imagine what my life would be like if I didn't take those kinds of risks. Wow. So, um, what, so is there anything you want to, is there, is there anything you want to tell your parents? Cause I'm, I'm sure they'll be listening. Is there anything you want to say to your parents or is there any other adults that are out there about, you know, um, you know, you have young people going off to college, you got young people that are get, that are wanting to go to college, you know, that are wanting to start their own career. Is there anything you want to tell these parents about? It's okay. It's okay. Parents. What do you want to say to the parents? I would, I would like to tell every parent that might see this or might listen to this. Please be more like Larissa and James Good. Because <laughs> one thing about my dad specifically is he, I, I remember my dad in high school, he would always tell me about his times in sports. And he was, he's good at every time. He can play football, basketball, anything. My dad is good at sports. When I got to middle school, I tried out for basketball and I played in the eighth grade. That's the year I realized that sports were not for me. <laughs> and my and I know he'll he'll never say it, but he really wanted me to play sports. He did. He because he he and all his brothers played sports, and he was big on that. 
and he he wouldn't let me quit. He made me he made me finish the season up, and he told me that whatever you do, I don't care what it is, but I just want you to be committed to it. I just, I don't care what you do, as long as whatever you do, you do it not only just do it for yourself, but do it fully. Don't ever don't ever go halfway into nothing. Yeah, be, be serious about what you do. And then, of course, with my mama, she was the same way. My mama is, you know, that's my, I always say, that's my bodyguard. You know, that's, that's she, she's going to be the one to watch my back 24-7. And, and she says the same thing my dad does. I don't really care what you do. As long as what you do doesn't hurt anyone or yourself, do it 100% and just go for it. My dad, um, I was supposed to, I was, I was really, um, I really wanted to go to a bigger school when I first graduated, uh, when I was going into my senior year of high school. And that, that was always the plan because that's all we really knew about Adrian was his food work. I didn't mm. do sports or anything like that. It wasn't until I went to college that I developed all my creative things. You know, it's food. Yeah. And that was actually one of the biggest reasons why I chose Texas State because it was, it was a much more free environment than A&M or UT or the bigger schools like that. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I wanted out of my life. By the time I was 18 years old, I didn't really care so much about making the biggest salary. I wanted to be able to come home and just enjoy my life every day. Yeah. And so to all the parents that are listening, no matter what we want to do, as long as we're not hurting ourselves or anyone else, Allow your child to choose an option that doesn't, that might not get them the biggest paycheck. You know, allow them to choose happiness over prestige. Really, you know, a lot of a lot of parents are certain they're in certain professions and they want their child to follow up behind them and you know be the next lawyer or be the next doctor. And I mean, I know so many that I graduated with that were just going through the motions to please mm-hmm. their parents. Mm. and they, you know, racking up debt, of course, but also just killing themselves on the feet of parents. And I always say, you know, as much as you love your parents, you, you have to do what's best for you. You have yeah. to. And I was, I'm blessed enough to have two parents that allowed me to do that even before I graduated to go to college. They always let me express myself more than anything. Wow. Well, Adrian, um, I have really enjoyed um, the conversation that we've had tonight. You, you, for your, you know, for you to be the age that you that you are, you have you have a lot of um, you know a lot of wisdom. You know, you can tell that you know you have you have some maturity to you. And I'm hoping that those that listen to this podcast they take take what you have said, and you know just listen. And like I said, if it's a, if it's a parent, if it's a young person, because you you beat the odds. You know, and um, you beat the odds, and I know that um, you're very, you're a good inspiration, a good role model to a lot of our young, young, young people. And so now I'm going to give you the opportunity to um, give a shout out to anybody on the listening audience. Um, yeah, I really, I, I appreciate you again for accepting the Young Canada Speaks podcast. So go ahead and give me shout outs. Yeah, I, uh, you know, of course I have to, I have to shout out my parents because anything I ever do is always because of them. You know, I, I haven't done anything to this day that didn't stem from, you know, their support. So I got I to gotta shout out my parents, my brothers, Kendall Brandon. Um, you know, my all my partners that I, you know, that I work with, 
on every photography project, man, Nestor Rodriguez, that's my audio guy. He, if it weren't for him, I'd be lost. You wouldn't be able to hear nothing in my in my work because he's he's the magician behind all that. Um, uh, Darren Darren uh Alonzo Gibson, we we started NHD photography together, and a lot of people don't know Alonzo is the one that came up with the name NHD, and mm-hmm. you know life life just put me in the position to to push it forward, and so I can't I can't thank those two enough because. Those are two friends to me that became brothers, and I, I can't thank them enough just for their friendship. And, you know, anybody that supports NHB photography, thank you so much, because they make this little dream that I had in college, you know, come true every day, and it's really just getting started. So I thank them for that. Well, I look forward to um, your, you know, photography, you know, business expanding, um, because like I said, you, you have a good head on your shoulder, and I know that you have a... A plan and you have a purpose and so you know you just keep working hard and before you know it your name will be your name your name will truly be in light yeah so you just keep doing what you're doing and staying positive and i know you're going to be successful in life and once again thank you so much thank you so much again for listening to being on canada speaks podcast Okay, and so to my listening audience, once again, um, thank you again for supporting uh, Canada Go Speaks podcast. And like I said, stay safe, wear your mask, social distance, wash your hands. We will get through this pandemic. And everybody, please have a good, good evening. Thank you again. Good night.